Welcome to The Third Space. I'm Kevin Weir. And I'm Jeremy Verkley. And welcome to our retrospective series of ten parts about the Power Rangers. This episode, Stamielli's cracked up to be The Answer. talk about a hot white turkey you want to talk about a hot white turkey no the moment's passed moment's gone no moment has passed no one will ever know about what we just talked about (laughs) yeah (laughs) technical difficulties create mysteries (laughs) the computer made a decision for us where we made a joke about a hot wet turkey and the computer was like shut the fuck up shut the front door what are you doing get out of here don't talk about hot wet turkeys (laughs) That's inappropriate. Though that is a conversation for specifically October. <laughs> in Canada. In Canada. Different time elsewhere. Yeah. But in Canada, you talk about hot wet turkeys in October. And see, we can get away with it right now because we're not talking about hot wet turkeys. We're talking about talking about <laughs> hot wet turkeys. Yeah, we can get away with that. But if we were talking about talking about talking about uh, hot wet turkeys. That's what we're doing right now. Yeah. We'll stop. stop. We're safe. Okay, we're good. We're good. They're good. They're good. Yeah, but uh, it's very hot here in, in Calgary. You <laughs> yeah. should know that right now. Yeah. Me and Jeremy are just two sweaty boys in a basement. Two, two sweaty boys in a cool, cool basement. Yeah. It's, it's cool for now. Thank God we moved down here. Oh, yeah. No, this would have killed us upstairs. Yeah. It, up in our other studio space. You would have just heard little bubbling sounds as the liquid of our bodies tried to speak. Yeah. yeah, and we're sort of we're sort of racing a clock because if we because eventually we're going to heat up this room. Yep, with our hot comedy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the, with our hot takes, with our hot wet takes. <laughs> oh god, oh. nope, don't like that. <laughs> good I know one. we have the explicit tag, but we shouldn't add like the grossly explicit <laughs> tag. <laughs> that's a secret button you can press. It's yeah. like, hey, is this explicit? I mean, yeah, yeah. but is it grossly explicit? It's also gross. <laughs> Gross uh, and explicit. Yeah, I've I, I've talked to people that before. I'm like, like, they're like, oh, do you like do you curse on your show? I'm like, yeah, no, we we swear on it. But that's not the reason why I would say <laughs> yeah, that not, you should have not content the reason why it's explicit. <laughs> and and sometimes we'll do live shows and we'll try to you know uh, tone it down. tone it down a little bit. But it does that still means it's not really. Are we gonna have to everyone. tone it down for our live show coming up, or uh, or can we just be full sweaty balls in their face? <laughs> I say here's what we're going to do. We're okay. going to set up the show. We're going to wait there. Once everyone's in the room, we'll judge. Okay. We'll look around the room and be like, is there any children in here? Yeah. Well, we'll ask for a round of applause. <laughs> we'll be like, who in here doesn't mind if we swear? Please clap. <laughs> who, who's ready for some fucking challenging conversations? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll yeah. we'll pull the audience. <laughs> I'm gonna say a bunch of curse words, and I want to yay and nay, and if you want to hear them again, <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm just gonna say other words like moist. Where are we on moist? Where are everybody? we on that? You want want it again? Want it more? That person's raising his hand real high. He really likes. He that wants word. more of it. I'm creeped out. I'm gonna use my veto, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> That's the real the live shows. We each have one veto on a word that someone will say. Yeah. No, you can't do that. Nope, can't nope. do that. No, nope. they're like red cards. You can throw them out. Yeah. Well, yeah. we actually have red plates. We couldn't find cards. <laughs> we smash them on the ground like the Greeks do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Makes it more dramatic. It does. It, it's and the thing is that like sometimes they use them on words you don't hear again. Sometimes you just don't want to hear that topic. So maybe maybe like yeah. we'll be we'll be talking and and I'll be like, you know what. I I have some thoughts on Hitler, yeah. and then you just smash a red it plate. It also comes through in an audio format, right? <laughs> yeah. Our other one was actual firecrackers, So, uh, but that was too loud. We did a long string of them that you yeah. see, yeah, where they just all go off. Yeah. Also, yeah. Uh, Kevin blew his fingers off one time. <laughs> um, we had to go to the hospital and get them reattached. Yeah, that was that was a that was a bad day. Exciting show though, but yeah. bad day. Well, you all remember that show? Yeah. <laughs> You're avid freak beasts. Yeah, yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah, you are. Uh, Kevin. Yeah. Normally today we'd be doing a world generator, but we're saving that for the live show. Yeah, we're going to be doing a world generator for our live uh, show. So we have a normal as topic long as today. the uh, as long as the recording doesn't fail for that. That's true. Which is a 
distinct, distinct possibility. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust technology. Yeah. Uh, we should have that. That'll be the world generator. But, yeah. I mean, we're still not going to do it this week. It's the point we're getting across. Yes. Uh, so we have a normal topic this week. Uh, and, Kevin, what is that topic? Totems or items of power. Okay. So In a specific way. In a specific way. So it's it it's weird. For, it's hard for us to to put this down to like one kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's sort of branched across a lot of different. Media. Yeah, and they have different they have different names for it. Some of them are totems, other ones are beacons. Yeah, um, just auras effectively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the idea is domains. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. yeah, maybe. Um, the idea is that there are items. Yep, objects. That have some sort of special power in them. They radiate. They radiate from them. Yeah, they basically change the rules of the world uh, around them. Yeah, so it's the idea that like, hey, when you're close to this thing, uh, you when you're are close faster. to uh, Michael Jordan's official sneakers that he won a bunch <laughs> of like championships in. Yeah, you jump higher. Okay, uh, just when you're near them. Just when you're near them. Because it's not attuning to items. It's no. just the, like the, they put out an aura. Yeah. Like a like a 100-foot yeah. aura that if you're in that aura... You jump higher. You jump higher. Or whatever the effect is. Oh. <laughs> you, you think having that little mustache is a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You it's really... Not. You just want to wear ha- ha- Fruit of the Loom? Hanes or Fruit of the Loom? What does he do? Fruit of the Loom. Fruit of the Loom. I think he changed from Fruit of the Loom to Hanes. Ooh, what a twist for him to what make. What a backstab move, MJ. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, fruit of the loom! I guess you'd call this my fruit of the doom. Whoa, whoa! And then he just dunks a ball. And then he just rips off his underpants <laughs> without ripping off the overpants. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they're just called pants. I Kevin. guess they are just called pants. <laughs> now, in retrospect, they are just called pants. Yeah. I mean, hey, not in not in Kevin like Scotland overpants stuff. Weir. Uh, <laughs> Kevin over the pants weir. No, Kevin over pants weir, like an overlord, but no. for pants. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. yeah. Control over all pants. Yeah, control over pants. Yeah, I mean, in uh, well, over in, over in like the in the United Kingdom, pants are underwear. Yep. Yeah, and the uh, tops are browsers. What? No trousers. trousers. I my mind. I mean, tops could be browsers. My I guess. mind went between <laughs> britches and trousers. I'm like, no, britches are old things. Don't call them britches. You're going to. Everyone's going to think you're an 18th century dandy. <laughs> I mean, you are. I am. So stop trying to hide it, Kevin. <laughs> Time traveled here from the uncivilized past. Yeah, this is what we were all like back then. <laughs> browsers. Browsers, uh, <laughs> which I wear over my pants, so they're my overpants. Yeah. But yes, the, there are items that put out auras that will enhance you or do something to the world around you. Okay, so let's give a bunch of different examples. Okay. To sort of, let's set what sort of objects these should be. Well, you you brought up an interesting thing. So they're just like things yeah. around. So it could just be like like an actual totem. Like yeah. a small, like a small carved bear. Small carved bear. That when you, that when you're around it, you're just like a you're like, you're strong. You're bear strong. Yeah, you I think bear strength. I think the way I'd like to approach it, and you can tell me if you'd like to approach it in a different way. Yeah, um, is that things that have some sort of significance, um, be that personal or historical. I think personal personal effects would be very weak. Okay, so to- but, so by that uh, thing, totems are not like cosmic things brought about by like the beginning of the universe. They are made as time goes on by events and situations. Yeah, they're, they're not made consciously. No, but they are made over time. So yeah, so someone legendary like Michael, Michael Jordan. Jordan. Yeah, maybe his you know his Air Jordans. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing is... I mean, is, I don't know if he wore those, I don't but think he, he wore the same ones every single championship, so that probably doesn't actually his work. His jersey. Well, I think, no, because they get new jerseys, too, because <laughs> they redesign jerseys But maybe stuff. they wouldn't in this world. Well, yeah, maybe they with, wouldn't with, in this world. With, with the fact that you know that legendary situations, yeah. that things of that, that they would 
create things, you probably be more like, you know, why would you keep wearing that jersey? And eventually, you will it will become strong with your power. <laughs> if you are a great one. Well, remember, remember this, though, is that it's not like your allies only, like your friends only get this. No, effect. everyone it's does. everybody. No, yeah, so, no. like, for instance, if it was Michael Jordan's jersey yeah. that he wore, he wore for all five of his championships, yeah. right, they would probably make everybody better at basketball. Well, eventually he'd have to – when you retire a jersey in that way, it's because you're like, ah, oh, it's grown too strong. You hang it from the rafters so no one can abuse its power. Yeah, you raise you you hang it like just above its radius. Yeah. So like if its radius is like fifty feet, you hang it sixty feet above everyone. But I think here's the just thing: a ton I, of I still think an object like that would have a fairly weak effect. Like, yes, it makes you jump. You better. Jump a little bit higher. You jump a little bit higher, but that a little bit higher is like two or three inches. <laughs> it's not a crazy amount. I don't know. I think I, I think you can get add a foot onto there. That still wouldn't be crazy. Okay, I'll meet you halfway. Half a foot. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. How about a subway foot? No. No? No. Okay. Get out of here, subway. Fair enough. Don't want you. Fair enough. Uh, but like, like, So you, you get a lot of these sports-based ones. Because yeah. you'll get that. You'll get, like, uh, what are some other ones? You get Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, Wayne Gretzky. Uh, with Tiger Woods. <laughs> yeah, but the weird thing with the Tiger Woods one is just really makes you want to, like, sleep with every woman yeah, who you're not married you to. Yeah, it just makes you hornier. Yeah. You're, you're like, oh, man, this is Tiger Woods Golf Club. Why am I so horny right now? God, do you want to make out or something? What is happening? I want to kiss everyone but the person I'm supposed to kiss. But let's be completely honest. In this world, we probably don't have Michael Jordan and Tiger Woods because I think the development of this world is much, much different. Okay. Well, please do go on. Well, like, think about if we're starting at hunter-gatherers. Yeah. Right? Things of significance at that time are going to be like homes or shelters or maybe a hunting tool. Uh yeah, I mean you you'll get things like uh when do you mean you you also might get uh or structures yeah, maybe. Yeah, Grog killed a saber-toothed tiger with this spear and one blow. Yeah, but like it I think it needs to be like importance over time. Well, yeah, but it, There's but a like, chart somewhere that's like importance time, and the more important and the more time it has, the more likely it is to be one of these. But objects. if we're thinking of the things that are legendary, like we're going off with the idea of almost like legendary, like yeah, things can be legendary immediately. Like think of one of the most legendary items. Well, I'm not. I'm not saying it can't happen. Yeah, I just think that, like I said, importance over time. Well, I mean, yes, but that's why I think like a. You know, a, a spear that kill like like I you know a great animal or something that like it's it, it's based around people's perceptions of it. Yeah. yeah. So if like okay, let's let me let me paint you a word picture here. We haven't done this in a while. Of Hit the, me, Kevin. Of the time back when man was just a bunch of hairy people in a field. Okay. Uh, when we were just is the field hairy? Field Harrys <laughs> and all named Harry and Sally Field. Okay. It's all. <laughs> Very confusing. It's all a guy it was named a, it was Harry a confusing and, time. <laughs> and noted actress Sally Field. Okay. <laughs> and there's this, like, saber-toothed tiger, and it's just killing people. Okay. It's got, like, a broken off, uh, like, fang, so everyone knows it's that, it's that saber-tooth. Yeah. Everyone's like, ah, oh, it's the same one. It's it's uh, one fang. Yeah. Because they're not that good at naming things. They're just like that. that it's that, dangle tooth. It's... <laughs> It's Dangle Smith. Yeah. It's Dangle Smith, the saber-toothed tiger. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, ah, oh, damn him. And then some person, Sally Field, let's say. Let's say it's Sally Field. Yeah. Noted actress, Sally Field, uh, picks up a spear. Noted as, actress and prehistoric member of the human and race. prehistoric <laughs> member of the human race. Sally Field. <laughs> Avid freak beast. <laughs> rises up from the, the field, yeah. uh, the hairy field they're in. As Dangle Smith comes running at them, it's going to like you know kill more people, and then just with one mighty Sally Field throw, uh, just gets it like right in the head and just kills it immediately. All of a sudden, that be like yes, you did, but all of a sudden that spear might be seen with some sort of like revenance. It might be, but Reverence? I also not revenant. <laughs> it's seen with revenance. It's There's ghosts dead. around it. <laughs> uh, no re- reverence. The thing is, is that for me, that seems more like an application of Sally Field's skill. Like, I, I think the importance of the spear gets diluted. 
I think it depends on how people see it. I, I, I agree. But, like, if that's your example, my example would be this. Okay. Sally Field uses that spear, kills the saber-toothed dagger. Yeah. Right? So people are like, oh, man, Sally Field's really great, and that spear is pretty good, too. Yeah. Right? And then Sally Field goes on a bunch more hunts with that spear. Yeah. And kills a bunch more things with that spear. If the spear becomes more and more important. Okay. Over time, right? And then it gets passed down to Sally Field's daughter. Sally Field. Sally Field. <laughs> um, and because it's been passed down now, now it has like a legend around it. Yeah. Type thing, right? Which is why they're all named Sally Field. Yes. Because And that's why the spear is called Sally Field's Spear. <laughs> which Once you again- can see at the Smithsonian. Uh, <laughs> it's a real thing, everybody. <laughs> Where Sally Field sits there and explains it to you. Yeah. The yeah. long, long line of, of Sally Fields. You should see their family tree. <laughs> it goes straight up. Straight up. It's a redwood. <laughs> well, I, on the other hand, like the idea of something in one moment all of a sudden becoming important, it would be like the comparison would be like the Holy Grail. Yeah. Like something where it's like in one moment that became yeah, I, again, I think it's, uh, as I said before, importance over time. So if it's something that is like a miracle, like a one in a million chance that yeah. people witness, yeah. yeah, I could see that thing, that object gaining an aura. Or it's like from Simpsons with the um, inanimate carbon rod. Yeah. Like, as soon as everyone decided that inanimate carbon rod was the hero, that inanimate carbon rod got an aura. Yeah. That I guess made people... Dumber. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Fair play, Jeremy. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. We the aura isn't necessarily good, right? No, it's just an aura. Like, I, I think if you had an atrocity yeah. like uh Flanders Fields. Yeah. Where right? the poppies grow. Where the poppies grow. Between the crosses row, row on row. row. Um but, Man, that really got hammered into our heads, yeah, kids, didn't exactly. it? Exactly. Dang. Um, <laughs> but I think I think places like that. Like, the place doesn't have it, but maybe the tombstones there have an effect. Okay. Right? So, so it's so it's not that it's location-based, but it's, like, something in the location. Yeah. Well, I think, like... Well, it's the concept of poltergeist, yeah. where it's like, ah, uh, you, d- you, you didn't move the bodies. <laughs> no, because it's the events. It's what? specifically the events. Yeah, right? yeah. It's because you look at our world, and no matter how this world develops, yeah. um, there's going to be historical events at places. Or places that sort of have something built up around them. Okay. So examples in our world would be like the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. Right? There'd probably be an object or two in the Bermuda Triangle because there's so many myths around things going missing. If you ever bring that object out of the Bermuda Triangle, it just has an aura where things get lost in. Exactly. It'd be terrifying. Yeah. Or or Stonehenge. Yeah. Right? There's there's so much history and, and mystery around Stonehenge. I mean, not anymore. Now we know it was a calendar for pregnancies. Um, <laughs> but but that's the thing. It would have an effect. Yeah. Right? The the pyramids have an effect. Yeah. Like, like it's, it's the idea that there are... Uh, so I, I see what you mean by over time. Yeah. So can the... So the, the, the concept sort of be... Like, if we're talking about, like... The, rather than the ex, like the exposure, like all all at once, it becomes something important. Yeah, that would take at that moment everyone deciding that it's important. Yes, but let's let's go back to for example the uh, the Holy Grail. Okay, the Holy Grail. I don't think at that like right now in our in our day and age, it comes up in a lot of like media and things like that. Mm. So would it? Was well, I'm just using it because it's a good example of that. Um, when it first, you know occurred that would not have been the moment where it gained its aura no. it would have been as time went on even if nobody was around it yeah it just all of a sudden it gained an aura effectively yeah and that aura is probably one that makes you healthier yeah um you know <laughs> or makes it feel like you want to betray the son of son of christ that's right <laughs> it's one of those two there's there's like uh, there's but, something but the, the, i guess uh, you're making a good point though not directly Items of religious importance, yeah. the older they are, the more powerful effects they have. So I think this is a world where religion... Oh, very much so. ...is very prominent. Well, because it's very... Uh, I don't say it's easy. Um, 
things that tend to put a lot of respect on objects or organizations. Organized religion being one of them. Yeah. That's when you get things like the Shroud of Turin, you get the Holy Grail. I think even I I don't know this, but I feel like the spear that like stabbed Jesus um uh, is also like an important thing. I mean, yeah, there's also you they build monuments, right? Yeah. Giant statues. Like the statue oh, I want to say Monte Cristo, but I don't think that's right. The one in uh Brazil? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. It's a giant like Jesus. everyone knows. Everyone knows yeah. it. Big Jesus on a hill. Yeah, big, big, <laughs> big Jesus energy on a hill. Yeah, everyone... <laughs> man, that that J E on a hill. That thing could cover a city. It could. I know. I know. It's not based on the size of the object, but it's something that, that where you see it all the time. Yeah, that has to like just cover the entire. city. I mean, monuments. I think Rio de Janeiro. It's in Rio de Janeiro, isn't it? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Is, I'm pretty, Somebody I'm pretty, play Civilization and tell us. <laughs> I feel like well during the um uh during the Olympics in Rio, they kept on showing it. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. You see it in a lot of things. A lot of movies are just like, We're in South America. Brazil. Here it is. I'm like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, but that's not everywhere in South America. Well, You're just Maybe showing... it is. Maybe the Evertown has one, Kevin. Have you been there? <laughs> that's, that's... Okay, fair enough. I forgot. Yeah. Every single town in South America has big Jesus has a big Jesus on their hill. Big, Je- big Jesus energy. Big Jesus energy on yeah. their hill. <laughs> <sighs> but like, so yeah, that would put out an aura. Maybe an aura that would make people feel more devoted, or yeah, definitely, or more faithful, or whatever. Yeah, like it, it would depend on maybe what, a subtle whatever. thing, or maybe it makes people jump higher. Maybe it makes people jump higher. Uh, it would, ha- but I do think the effect has to do with the history of the object. I like the chance. There's a chance that it also will just make people jump. Higher. Specifically, that? Yeah, I don't know. The fact that, like, when you're, when you know, you're in maybe Rio. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Rio. Someone okay. correct me because I know you will. Uh, Aaron, correct your brother. Yeah, sure. Aaron, correct <laughs> me. Uh, uh, yeah. The idea of being like, oh yeah, do we, you know, what big Jesus energy on the hill. It, it's it's an it's an object that puts out an aura, and the aura lets us jump three inches higher. That's weird, but I guess Jesus got <laughs> Jesus got, got Jesus got jumps. Jesus got air, babe. He got mad jumps. Uh, he's got them kicks. Uh, we look. We all read the uh, we we all read the 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 book in the Bible where Jesus beat Shaq Shaq in a rebound off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, okay, it's either Jesus or Aaron Carter. I honestly can't remember. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's either Jesus or Aaron Carter. I mean, Aaron one, Carter is basically Jesus. Yeah, right? one, <laughs> one of them beat Shaq. Yeah, I can't remember who it was. Little Bow Wow. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure it was either Aaron Carter or Jesus. Oh, okay, yeah, it was one of those two. Okay, um, I guess that what that means, and if we're looking at sort of the development of this world. It's that people are incentivized to build monuments to things. Yes. Things that will gather legendary energy. Yeah. And on the other hand, it it becomes more important to also destroy them. Yeah. Yeah. No, that if we're looking at sort of a feudal period or even, I guess, uh, any period where there are centers of power – like city-states in ancient Greece or the feudal period with monarchies yeah. or any, any time where there's a, a concentration of power without there being, I guess, a nation behind yeah. it. I mean, that would eventually happen. But any time you have that, wars are about not only the battle for resources, but also the battle for these monuments. Well, it's the, it's the idea that like in this world, moral victories actually are important. Yeah. Or moral defeats. Yes. Like demoralizing your enemies by destroying a monument is actually a lot more important in this world because that also will, I don't know, reduce Eli- their ability to throw further. Yeah. Re- eliminate whatever extra thing that is giving them. Our opponents have great power coming to them. They can throw so they can throw things so far. They can throw them so far. They can throw these spears so far, and we can throw them less far. Yes, Athens started the Olympics, and now all of their athletes are better. <laughs> we will destroy their Colosseum. We, we will burn down the Library of Alexandria. They're making everyone too smart there. <laughs> Look, the Greeks have too much shit. <laughs> they have so many monuments 
They have a mountain they think gods live on, even though it's not that tall. We're going to destroy that hill. <laughs> and this is how we will defeat the Greeks. This is how we will defeat them. Um, <laughs> I built a horse. We can hide inside of it. Just like we did to the Trojans. Yeah, but here's the thing. If something is not destroyed, Kevin, yeah, but it's buried, yeah, it still exists. It does. The aura so, still happens. So the aura still happens in whatever range it is. So this makes like archaeology and anthropology <laughs> even more fascinating in this world. I love the idea of someone just walking like forward and they're like, hang on a second. When I, I feel s- horny right now. <laughs> <laughs> hold up, hold up, hold, hold up, up, everyone. I just got a boner. Hold up. I just got a boner, and I wasn't thinking about anything sexy. <laughs> hey, Wanda, can you come over here and tell me if you get aroused? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm feeling it right here. We're digging right here. Everyone dig right here. <laughs> I need five minutes. <laughs> Three minutes. Okay, everybody, we're going to take shifts. Dig for 20 minutes. Then you can go back to the tent for five minutes. <laughs> we have sectioned off areas. Remember to keep hydrated. <laughs> just here's what you can do you're gonna dig during your refractory period yeah yeah <laughs> oh god <laughs> uh the dangers of yes and uh <laughs> good yeah no, but but um and then, then i guess i guess whenever you find the tomb of some sort of like love goddess or some, yeah, sex goddess exactly. or fertility. A, temp- a temple of aphrodite yeah <laughs> underneath the ground yeah I put it in the ground. <laughs> so people are horny th- on top of I it. I think, I guess this makes a really interesting choice that we have to sort of define yeah. on what would happen the majority of the time. Because when you conquer a place, there's yeah. probably a monument of some sort. Yeah. Right? So do you, A, destroy the monument, or B, Keep the monument and take over the village. So the question is, what's ca- so we know what causes we know what causes things to gain abilities. Yeah, part of that will come through deciding what ca- if if there's any way for them to lose abilities. Because if you take over a settlement and they have some sort of monument, they have some sort of item that has like an aura around it. That, let's just say, makes everyone see better. Okay. You got eagle vision. Okay. You're like, man, I can see things so well. I got that sweet, sweet bird vision. Yeah. Yeah, I got bird vision. Yeah. Uh, I can see birds very, very well. Yeah. Nothing else. Bird radar. I got bird dar. Bird dar. So you got this little bird dar totem. Yeah. And you got to decide, because if... If you can use it for yourself, then you got then what? What do you have there? You also got Birdar. You have your own monuments yeah. or your own items. Yeah, but you also got Birdar. Yeah, or or can it be like if you destroy the people whose it is? No, I think I think if you even if you destroy the people who it is, if it's got the effect, it's got to keep it. Okay, so once something gains the effect, it has the effect. Yeah, unless it, it's destroyed. Yeah, so destroy, destroying it probably even like the, I imagine they're probably pretty fragile. I mean, I guess it depends what you build it out of. Well, no, I just mean the sense of like. So let's go back to big, uh, big Jesus energy. Okay. If somebody let's like, go back to that, Kevin. Let's, let's talk a little bit about big Jesus energy. Um, if big Jesus energy gets like cracked to the bottom and like topples over, that might be the end of that monument. Yeah, because it's been cracked. Yeah. yeah. On the other hand, I think if you just, well, I mean, it toppled over too. Yeah. Right. It's no longer. Standing. I think if you uh, even chip a part off of something, the part. That part you're holding, I don't think has the aura. No, no, no. If it's re- removed from the monument, it definitely doesn't. Okay. But I don't think, like, a chip on a monument... It would, it would break the entire monument. Yeah. No, I don't think that. Yeah. But I think the idea being, like, hey, if even if something gets, like... Let's say it's an urn. There's okay. an urn that means you're never thirsty. Okay. Sure. Sure, why not? Yeah, why not? Uh, and if that urn gets cracked in it... Yeah. Is, is that enough? Or does it have to be, like, split? I think... I think it needs to either not be usable or not resemble anymore. So it has to be defi- defiantly not what it was. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I think if we're talking about big Jesus energy, yeah, I think sufficiently defacing that where if somebody looked at it, couldn't tell it was a statue of Jesus. Okay. Would ruin its effect. Okay. What if it's, 
Like as I said, what if it's cracked to the bottom and falls over? That would also work. That would work. It's no longer in its form anymore. Okay. But on the other hand, as of the terracotta pot, if it just gets like a crack in it, you're like, oh, that's so fine. It'd be fine. fine. Um, but if it got a crack and then just like split broke, open, it doesn't work anymore. Then it'd be done. Yeah. yeah you, you, you can't. That's not a pot anymore. Also, if you decided to like put a ceramic lid and like weld it shut, it wouldn't work anymore because it no longer has its function. Okay, so you've changed it too much at that point. Yeah, yeah. So also it'd be that you can't, so you can't like take a cross and like whittle it down into a stake. No, because then it'd be done. It's no it longer. It would be over. You would get rid of that. Yeah, that monument's power. Yeah, and also I think uh, probably in this world you have a lot less common symbols like the cross because they actually don't have as much meaning. You would need a special cross, right? Like a crucifix. Like a crucifix. Um, Right, and that one, that particular one would have meaning, but the other ones wouldn't share that, right? Yeah. Yeah. You can't you can't spread a symbol across the world and it expect it to start getting yeah. these abilities. Like, it has to be specific objects. So, well, I mean, to be fair, you, it, because of the way that humans work, there would still be imitations of it. So oh, it, yeah. It just, be, it, it, you couldn't spread an aura like that. Yeah, like, once again... Big Jesus energy. Yeah. Little Big Jesus energies. You're still like, yeah, this reminds me little of Big, Big Jesus energy. Yeah, Little Big the Jesus energy. The new game en- coming to PlayStation 4. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> and Little Big Jesus energy. Yeah. Um, so you have it. It reminds you of, of Big Jesus energy. Yeah. Uh, but it has no effect. But it has no effect. Yeah. On the, on the other hand, being around Big Jesus energy does. Yes. And it can still be nice to be like, ah, I remember Big Jesus energy up on yeah. the hill. I remember how much that made me love Jesus. It made me love Jesus and jump three inches higher. That might have been another one, though. <laughs> might, I might have just been around might, another one. Yeah. But I definitely always thought it was big Jesus energy. That's right. <laughs> Look how hot. Man, Jesus got ups. <laughs> it's got hops. Got hops. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of hops, Kevin. We're going to hop our way over to commercial. That's right. <laughs> This week's episode of The Third Space is brought to you by eating cold chicken with your hands. What got you to this point? Sitting on your couch. Got some chicken in your hands. And you're eating it. Do you have a plate? Nope. Do you have a napkin? Nope. No, you're just holding chicken. It's cold chicken in your hands. It's probably real greasy. What What did you do today that brought you to that point, that greasy point? Yeah. What? Where did you go wrong You in have your life? an oven. You have plates. You have – there are things you could be doing. You, you could, could heat this chicken. You could throw in the microwave for, for a few seconds. But somehow you got yourself a full chicken. Are you going to go get a fork? You're like a Neanderthal. Why are you doing this? Why would you do this to society and yourself? Your children are embarrassed by you. Why would you eat a cold chicken with your hands? Okay, Kevin. Yes, Jeremy. I have something that I think would be really interesting in this world. Ooh. Because I think this world has cults. Oh, 100%. I think this world has secret cults. Yeah. And secret layers. Yeah. Where they do horrible things. Oh, no. To create horrible monuments. Oh, no. Yeah. A monument to pain. Exactly. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, fair enough. Right? Like, I, it's, I, it's kind of a version well, of warfare if well, you I mean, think about it even even without thinking of like people purposely doing terrible things yeah the unfortunate thing is that atrocities tend to gather a lot of steam real fast yeah like like some something terrible happening in some place like a hospital then all of a sudden like i don't know a well here's the what thing. do hospitals have jeremy buildings jeremy what do hospitals have Illness? like old hospitals uh, asbestos. No, like an item. Syringes. Yeah, sure. There's a sur- in the, in a terrible old hospital. There's a syringe that just makes you sick. Well, here's the thing, Kevin. Buildings are objects. It's true. Yeah, I guess it would just be the entire hospital. Yeah. At which right? point you tear it down. You do tear it down. But that's something that you would know right away. Yeah. Right? You'd be like, oh, this is a hospital where everyone vomits. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, just, it's bad. 
Somebody shoot a missile at it. You do have to spend a little bit amount of time where you're like, now yeah. hang on, hold on. It, well, what it does is, is cause the, nausea is until you ho- vomit. Is the hospital making people vomiting or people vomiting because, you know, They're it's sick. a hospital. Yeah. You don't know. <laughs> uh, That's fair. That's yeah, fair. But there, like, if you could set up a secret monument yes. and do horrible things. Yeah. Or, or I mean, you could even just be like. Man, you killed, like, a thousand people with one, like, jewel-encrusted knife. I mean, here's the thing. The thing I would the way I would think about it with this, I yeah. mean, obviously you could do that knife. Yeah. But the way I think about it is more like this. Uh, America drops an atomic bomb on Japan. Yeah. Right? Hiroshima. Yeah. And Nagasaki. Yeah, and Nagasaki. But uh, the gate to Hiroshima is still standing. Oh, yeah. And that, that gate is... That gate's boss. That gate is a monument. Yeah. Right? That gate would have an aura 100%, and it's probably giving people radiation sickness. <laughs> I guess I'm going to keep in mind, we have one thing in our world that gives off an aura. Yeah. Radiation. Which is things that do radiation. Yeah. <laughs> which is like an aura that sucks. Yep. Yeah. But there would be other ones, right? Yeah. Uh, there could be auras that instill more hatred or... Right, and actually having a, a jewel-encrusted dagger that, like, incites fear and panic yeah. would be a very useful weapon. And super Tolkien. Yeah. That's, that's like, hardcore fantasy. Yep. Where it's like, eh, hey, we got a knife, and those who are around it feel fear at their oncoming death. I mean, yeah, because, like, we've talked mostly about, like, monuments and how important they would be. Yeah. Because people would build up around these things. Yeah. And I think mostly they would invade and destroy them because it's hard to uh, occupy other places. Um, but the, the the aura works for you as well. It does. But here's the thing. If you're not going to be able to hold on to the area yeah, around it. Yeah, we better destroy it so no one else can use it. Right. Yeah. Which is probably what would happen most of the time. Well, I mean, during uh, World War Two. When Russia was like just pulling Ger- uh, Germany into Russia, yeah, they were just destroying their monuments. They were destroying their they own monuments. They were salting the earth, yeah, slaughtering the cattle, poisoning the wells, and destroying their monuments. Exactly. Yeah, um, but but I think also the objects, the smaller objects, the carryable objects, yeah, um, they're one harder to find. Yes, and in some cases harder to destroy. Uh, yeah. I mean, for instance, be- you could have a ring. Yeah. One ring. <laughs> to rule them all. Exactly. <laughs> so really what Sauron was doing is that he just was creating a, 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 a totem. A, yeah, a an object with an aura. Yeah. Super fantasy world yeah. we're making here. I mean, yeah, kind of. Like, it makes sense when you read um, fantasy stories about like items of power. Yeah. Because in a world where you can create items of power and they make auras, why wouldn't you do that? Yeah. I mean, as long as it has enough significance over time, right? Yeah. So it it requires a strange sort of investment. It does. Like, it's, it's, the, it, it's the thing over time that is, like, so weird to try to comprehend. Like, like doing it in secret... You have to explain this. Um, so it's not legendary on like a grand scale. No, it can be legendary on a small scale. Yeah, like if it's legendary to everybody in that prison, yeah. that there's one knife and that's knife going to kill them. Yeah, then it starts to gain the aura. Yeah, or even like, so there's this weird sort of context this world's going to get with as time goes on, where. Like, you're going to want to keep a lot of things, but also you're going to want to destroy a lot of things when they get too bad. Yeah. Like, think of the guillotine. Yep. Like, you make the guillotine to kill, you know, a bunch of people. And all of a sudden, that guillotine starts getting an aura, and you're like, oh, we got we got, we got to change out for a new guillotine. I mean, yeah, you would. Like, uh, with the French Revolution, like, the guillotine that beheaded Marie Antoinette. Yeah. Like, oh, and all the royals. And all the royals gains a huge amount of significance. Yeah. And and maybe you're depending on what the aura is, you're like and since it's affecting everyone, yeah. you're like, hey, this aura makes everybody sad. Yeah. Let's break down or this guillotine. Or angry or like yeah. let's break down this guillotine and build a new guillotine. Yeah. Like there's certain things that you'll just be like doing there this world has a weird, like huge valley like dichotomy between things that are super, super important and and like monuments and just getting rid of things. Yeah. Well, you have to because like, oh no, this aura is a bad aura. Yeah. And the thing is, well, is that permanent and impermanent a lot, together. A in lot one world. of the a lot of that is also perception, right? 
like some cultures might look at a guillotine that caused an aura of sadness and yeah. say, this is a place to go that you can repent yeah. or that you can feel this way, like, or get like, feel, have your catharsis and get the sadness out of you by going yeah. here. Right. Yeah. Maybe. So a lot of it is also going to be dependent on the culture's perceptions of whatever that thing is affecting. If they're like, oh, no, we should have something that does this in our land. And I mean, history is important, right? If you destroy something historical because it has a bad aura. Well, the idea with something like the guillotine or a um, executioner's axe or things like that is that it never really gains the, the drive of historically... Yeah, yeah, like accurate, like historical importance. I mean, like, if, the if guillotine a- that destroyed all the uh, royals yeah. in the French Revolution, I think, has quite a bit of historical. Importance. Yeah, but no, but I mean, like at the moment. Yeah, like here, like like we're thinking, looking back now. Um, yeah, man, that guillotine was like a real big thing. But at the time, they're just like, we use this to kill people. That's true. And then when they're like, oh man, this is making people sad. Tear it down. Yeah, I guess it depends if they have the foresight or not. That's that's what that's what I sort of meant by the time thing. Yeah, yeah. Like if something is, if something's important, like I I also think with the guillotine at that moment there was still an importance to it, so it could gain that power then. Yeah. On the other hand, let's go back to like the Holy Grail, which once again may or may not exist. Uh, yeah. But I mean, in our world, yeah. Um, I guess I but guess, it's, but but its importance, I don't think happens in at the discourse, time. Happen at the time. Yeah, it happens later. It would actually be. <laughs> it came with a weird situation. All right, so you go. So like, you're at an antique store. Yeah, which in this world is like a magic shop, I guess. Yeah, uh, yeah, kind of. Um, so that's a bad example. Let's just say you have something in your home. You probably don't have antique stores, actually. Yeah, I was because thinking that, that would be. That would fuck with people. Fuck with people. But let's yeah. imagine you just have something in your house. Yeah. And you've had it for a long time. You don't think much of it. And you're just sitting around. You've had it for a while. And then all of a sudden, it just gains an aura. And you're like, someone's thinking about this thing Somebody a lot. Somebody real, like, a bunch of people realized that this was important in some way. But <laughs> yeah. The, th- the thing is also, Kevin. Yeah. Is that there's no way you can look at an object and be like, that's what's causing the aura. No. Like, Obvious in some places, big Jesus energy. It's yeah. going to be obvious, yeah, right. But if you just have a bunch of storage stuff in the attic, and you didn't know that your grandfather kept a not a bunch of Nazi gold, yeah, right. <laughs> but like you realize that every time you get home, you are feeling guilty. Yeah. Well, I mean, what I'm just thinking is that you're sitting at your table one day, just sitting there, and all of a sudden you're like, "Why do I feel guilty all of a sudden? What did I do something?" What I, and then you walk five feet to your left, and you're like, no, now I'm not no, guilty. I'm not feeling guilty. Something in my house just got an aura. Yeah. Dang it, now I have to find it. Yep. You have to like go into things like, are you, is it you? Is it you? You're trying to triangulate it down. Yeah, exactly. You're like, somewhere <laughs> here, I think the center of this is in the attic somewhere. This is going to be my entire weekend. Oh, man. Oh, dang it. <laughs> Susan. <laughs> Susan, we got an aura. Oh, is it a nice one? No. Are you sure? No, I feel bad. Why do you feel bad, honey? I don't know. Probably genocide. Oh, that's not good. It's not good, Susan. Well, call the guy. What guy? Call him. The aura guy? Yeah, call him. Do you have an aura that is causing you problems? Call me, the aura guy. Call. 555 Aura guy. Five, 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 aura. Yeah. Five, 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 aura. I don't know when that turned into an infomercial in the middle of there. But there are those where it's like, yeah. do you have an aura? It's a service, right? Of the, yeah. these people who are, will go and find, finding find the aura for you. Yeah. <laughs> do you have Nazi gold in your house somewhere making you feel bad about genocide? Yeah. Well, you don't need that. Give it to us. Give it to us. Where we'll destroy it. That's right. Or, or I feel like something like that has to be a somewhat regulated to ensure they destroy the things because effectively they're just gathering items of power. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> uh, it would be a proper proper disposal thing. You'd have to get a license. Yeah, and uh, you you'd to, have to keep records of you, what you did. Yeah, you have to prove that you've destroyed it. You what I love photos. is the theoretical job somewhere in that organization of the person who an object gets like given to them and they're yeah. like we have to destroy this object and they have to come up with creative ways to destroy the objects well, aren't, aren't all, most objects just 
Oh, okay. So is that something, or do objects, do these objects of power also exude essentially a secondary thing that's like, don't break it? I don't think so. Well, then aren't most of them also just things? Yeah, but for instance, right, let's say that um, the thing that is generating an aura is a stolen diamond, right? (laughs) You're like, oh, now we have to destroy this diamond. Okay, uh, somebody get the two-ton hammer so we can smash this thing. Yeah, yes. Right? And another thing could be like, oh, this is a golden necklace that was uh, once on the Duchess of York. Melted down. Yeah, like, we got to melt that down. So it's, like, one person's job to be, like, what's the best way to destroy this? Yeah, but, I mean, like, to be fair, Jeremy, if, if the entire goal is just to break something, yeah. breaking something is not super hard. That's true. Because occasionally you get something like a diamond where it's like, oh, man, we're going to use another diamond. That's right. Or lasers. Just laser it we'll right in half. We'll use this diamond, which has broken thousands of other diamonds and now exudes an aura of diamond breaking. <laughs> I mean, if you just have, like, a hammer, like, this hammer breaks everything that comes within five feet of it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it would eventually become... You just become... throw things at that hammer. Yeah. And they just, like... It breaks everything within five feet of it. Everything. So don't get within five feet of it. Yeah. It's, like, ha- it's like just hanging in the air by a string that can't be broken because yeah. it's a string. Yeah. But, like, if you if you get... Yeah, it's, a... it's lifted up with magnets and floating five oh, feet Oh, yeah, that's what it is. It's <laughs> floating in the air. Yeah. If you put stick your hand in there, you're going to break all the fingers i guess i guess this is a world if there was an object like that yeah right this is a world where you would actually need to have like an indiana jones warehouse oh yeah absolutely yeah absolutely this this is the world jeremy jeremy yes of action archaeologists i knew you were gonna say that yeah these are where people have to go out and they find objects of power yeah and they go on adventures because those objects are doing crazy things in the environment people fight over the objects because some people want them for their own use yeah there's a totem in the world and what it does it makes all the plant growth around it like move slightly that's right like, it gives like semi a semi-sentience to plants and you know what kevin that belongs in a museum yeah you can't just give that you can't just like send in any archaeologist to do that no you need one who will punch people in the face if they get in their way if they get in the way they'll punch them in the face and they'll take that item and they'll have like special ways to contain auras that's right and they'll put it in a museum they'll put it in a museum or destroy it yeah if by top professionals i mean if using the indiana jones movie like the ark in this case has an aura that melts people's faces (laughs) why Okay, so in you know in the Indiana Jones movie, yeah, I make it makes sense. You're looking; it's supposed to be you're looking upon like the glory of God or something. Yeah, and it melts your face because yeah, yeah. Um, but but in our in our world of totems and items of power, why would that be the aura the Ark gets? Uh, I guess that's right. I mean, I guess it depends on what the belief is, right? Uh, like, is it a vengeful God? Well, I mean, it's the Old Testament, so yes. Yes, so then yes, that makes is. complete sense, Kevin. If you get too close to it, you just become a pillar of salt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta watch out for that arc. To be fair, actually, I think what it is it, with that sort of is like, it's like the actual items inside the arc. Yeah. The arc is just. The arc like is containing the Containment. Yeah. Which means you can contain auras. Yeah. Excuse me. If we're using oh, that we're rule. Hiccups. I don't know if that applies to our world. I feel like in a lot of things that I've seen, auras can be contained just in, like, I think it can go through a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, what What is it? And, and this is a Dungeons and Dragons thing. But, like, there's a lot of things that can go, that, like, they say how thick I mean, traditionally it's lead. Yeah. Lead could block. Yeah. Lead lined. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> lead be very, very useful to, like, you know, contain auras. Yeah. But you first got to get it within that aura. Yeah. Until you find the aura that destroys all lead. Yeah. Because it was, uh, I don't know, a student who just didn't like pencils. <laughs> or maybe it's somebody who was like, I will release these horrible auras by breaking all these lead boxes. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And that makes another aura. The, two yep. the one that just breaks lead means you just pick it up and you smash it another way. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and, the lead boxes are for things that you can't destroy in normal ways. Yes. Right? Like, or, or you, like the hammer that breaks everything within five feet of it. Yes, that is a problem. Yeah. You essentially <laughs> you hang a lead box above it and, and then you just it drop it. it. Yeah. And try to get it real fast. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's usually, it's usually, pull, it, pull the tablecloth out from underneath the hammer. Well, what it does is it has to be a solid lead box. Yeah. It can't have any hinges or anything like that. Yeah. Essentially, it has because it can't break it if there's nothing to break. Yeah. Like, it's just a solid thing. Yeah. I guess probably won't break. It would need a lid, though. 
It wouldn't. Well, you see a drop it down. It goes down. It hits us like there's a. Here's my. All right, Jeremy. <laughs> Welcome to Mythbusters. <laughs> Here's my experiment. Okay. You got a hammer that's flown in air, breaks anything that comes within five feet of it. Yeah. Hanging above it, you got a lead box. Yeah. How big is the box? Um, it's going to be about twice the size of the hammer. Okay. What happens is you drop the box, and beneath it, you just have molten lead. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. And then it just smashes it. And then it would eventually it. cool. And then it cools down. And, and then you could, un, like, you could chip it out. And you chip it out, and then you got and then you got your safe box. Which is just a solid box of lead. I don't know if that's a Mythbusters episode, but I like it. <laughs> Well, Jeremy, I don't know if you could just drop a box into a thin pan of molten lead and that'll fuse it together. But Mythbusters will find out. That's true. There's new Mythbusters now. I like them. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about it. There's two new Mythbusters. Don't know how I feel about it, Kevin. They're fine. They're funny. Is one of them surly? Um, They're both pretty, like, cheerful and into it. They have a dog. Like, the dog's a big thing in this one. Nope, I'm out. (laughs) It's too different. It's too different, Kevin. I'm out. I don't like change. And if they ever want to <laughs> suspend a hammer between two magnets, drop a box. I mean, they don't have to have a hammer on the inside. I just want to see if you dropped a box onto a, a, a sheet of molten lead. Yeah. It would just fuse to it. Yeah. Because that's how I would personally. I mean, that's probably very poisonous. It's oh, a very no. poisonous situation. Oh, don't get me wrong. You are nowhere near that situation. <laughs> How do you melt the lead then? Electrolysis. Yeah, uh, no, yeah. You set up something that will melt that will melt the lead. Yeah, but only the lead that's on the ground. <laughs> no, because it's got the hanging lead up top. Yeah, you don't want to melt that Then lead. you have to shut it off. Then you drop the box, which catches the hammer as it goes through. What if, Kevin? Yeah. What if instead you just drop the hammer into molten lead. Well, the problem is it's hard to get close to the hammer because it breaks anything that no, gets close to No, but like it. you have it suspended with magnets already, right? You just, you just drop just the have a pool of molten lead. Well, no, the problem is then you don't put it in a box. You're just putting it in molten lead. Yeah, but the lead will block it as long as it's surrounded, As long as right? it's surrounded by the lead. Yeah, you don't need a box. It's not – there's nothing special about cubes in this world, Kevin. I, well, actually, no, I just realized something. Also, technically, the way that I said it, what would happen is it would grab the hammer – it would hit the lead. The hammer would still be in the lead. So what you'd have is you'd have a box, and at the top would be a hammer just yeah. encased in lead. Yeah. Oh, no. You know, what do you, what do, you do, Jeremy, is you, is you have a box. I, the idea I have is also if you want to get the hammer out. Why would you want that hammer out? It's too dangerous, Kevin. Sometimes you need a so – to break the other items – yeah, but if you can't get within five feet of it to use it, what are you just going to throw? throw yes, <laughs> that's exactly what I was saying. It's suspended between two magnets and you throw items of power at it. What if it's the item you have to break, though? Then you just submerge it in lead. Then you submerge it in lead. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, or, I mean, it's still a hammer. You just have to hit. You just, like, smash it between two pieces of lead. No, because – oh, I guess – I guess – does that mean that lead is immune to all auras in this world? I guess so. I guess it has to be, right? has to be. Yeah. Yeah, because, or else things would go through it. So lead is like a premium material yeah. in this world. Yeah. Also can poison you. Also can I poison. mean, you probably wouldn't be putting it in paint. Oh, no way. You could put it in paint. Then you get poisoned. Yeah. That's why we put it in paint first. We're like, oh, man, this will protect my walls from auras. Yeah. Why am I sick? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so safe. Our Don't top work. scientists are trying to find a new lead substitute that is not affected by auras. We're, we're, Unfortunately, uh, everything we've tried is also very poisonous. <laughs> we found all the things that are unaffected by auras. They include lead, asbestos, cyanide, <laughs> plutonium. Uh. <laughs> Okay, so... An angry guy at the bar. What about this theoretical situation, Kevin? Yeah. Let's say there's an object that makes everyone around it move faster. Okay. And there's another object that makes everyone around it move slower. And let's say their auras cross. Then you move at normal speed. Okay, so... I mean, unless if one makes you go really, really fast and one makes you go slightly slower. Okay, so the strength matters. So you you have overlapping auras. Yeah, if you have overlapping auras, they all affect you. Okay. Um, which can sometimes be cataclysmic. Which is definitely making this a fantasy world. These are magic items. Oh, you know, no, yeah. Don't get me wrong, Jeremy. I yeah. figured this out about 10 minutes ago. These yeah. are magic items. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, they're effectively just magic items that can be made yeah. through very specific means. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but that's ones that you can carry around. And, yeah, the auras do overlap. Yeah. And as I said, like, with the slowing down the speeding up, I think it would just make you normal. Because mm-hmm. you're being sped up. 
we're being slowed down from that sped up state mm-hmm. or we're being slowed down then sped up from that slow down state. And the question I have for you, Jeremy, is if you take a toaster yeah. and you put it into a uh, freezer yeah. and you turn the toaster on and close the freezer, does the, the freezer get get uh, hot or does the toaster get, get cold? Well, is the toaster plugged in? Yes, Jeremy. Okay. <laughs> well, that means that the toaster would heat up for however long you set the timer for. Yeah. And the freezer would attempt to keep it cool. No, yes, I I know, because the toaster gets way hotter than a freezer gets cold. Yeah. That's just an old, yeah. like, thing. Like, ah. Uh, that, okay. That's, that's, that's one of those old, like, pot logics where yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, man, if you take a toaster, which makes things hot, and put, and put it in, in a, a freezer, freezer which, which makes, makes things, things cold, cold, then what happens? I'm like, well, the toaster goes to, like, hundreds of degrees. Yeah. And the freezer takes it to, like, minus 10 yeah so So the the toaster gets i mean what no what you get is a broken toaster yeah let's be clear yeah probably some snapping metal yeah what what you get is a problem yeah uh okay kevin so we're near the end of our episode here yeah my question to you is if in our world yes objects had auras yeah what is the object that would have the strongest or most for far-reaching aura in the world. I th- I'm actually really willing to go to Big Big Jesus Energy. Okay, because it is over a city, is an object, but it's something that people recognize. That the Hollywood sign, um, like like. Okay, if you had, I mean, to choose, I'm, I'm, I'm just if I'm you just had picking, to choose one, Kevin. I'm just picking the the farthest reaching aura, not necessarily the most powerful one. Okay, okay, because uh, power is hard to gauge. Yeah, because they have one makes you really really happy, but one allows you to bend metal. Yeah. How can you say which was more powerful? Yeah, 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 okay. So, but if you had to choose one, what would you choose? Oh, Big Jesus Energy. Okay, <laughs> okay, hundred percent Big Jesus Energy. One hundred percent Big Jesus Energy. All over Rio de Janeiro. Okay, I'm torn, Kevin. Yeah, because I think. All right, Natalie Ambrosia, tell me what you got going on here. <laughs> I think the Statue of Liberty Oh yeah would also have a really big one. Yeah, that would. Right? Okay. So Statue of Liberty and yeah. I think that the Declaration of Independence would have a very strong effect. Yes, which draws Nicholas Cajun. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Specifically. Wherever he is. <laughs> and guess how big it reaches, Kevin? It's across, the whole world. Across the world. The whole world. It's across the world. and we're, <laughs> it's, it's an aura that affects one person. Yeah. Nicholas Cage. Yeah. And just like, take me. You must find me. And then, and then he was like, I gotta make a movie to try to get this out of my system. Yeah, it didn't work though. Yeah, we should we should make it very very clear. Nicholas Cage does want to steal the Declaration of Independence. Yeah, he made a movie to try to like be like, no man, I don't want to do that. Yeah, it's like when like teenage boys be like, hey, you want to go out? No, no, I was just joking. I didn't actually want to go out with you. It was just like a joke I was doing, but they actually did. Yeah. It's like that. But with hey, Nicolas you guys want to go to this concert? I'm asking ironically so that there's no risk. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. except for it's Nicholas Cage wanting to see the Declaration of Independence. Yeah. Hey, you guys want to steal the Declaration of Independence? Like as a movie? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a cool movie. Why? Uh, it just came to me in a dream. No, but why Why would the person in this movie steal the Declaration of Independence? Oh, uh, there's a secret message on it. There's a map on the back. Yeah. <laughs> For treasure. A national treasure. Yeah. That's what we'll name the movie. <laughs> Do you think we could get a... Uh, you think you get, like, the actual Declaration of Independence into the movie? Uh, probably not. Probably not. Oh, you're right. <laughs> but Too like, bad, though. That'd what be a, really cool, what right? Would funny if we, like, that would have been a cool big thing we could have learned. <laughs> like, the point we're trying to get across is you got to keep Nicolas Cage away from the Declaration of Independence because he wants it so bad. He's lulling you into a false <laughs> sense of security by being an erratic actor. Yeah. Someday, <laughs> someday they're going to be like, hey, Nick, you know what? You want to see the Declaration of Independence? Don't do it. Don't do it. You heard it first here. He'll, he'll take it and we'll never see him again, nor That's the Declaration right. of Independence. No, because they'll fold in upon each other and go to Dimension <laughs> X. As soon as he touches it, he'll be like, ha ha! Then, then he'll like cast the magic spell, because Nicholas Cage can cast magic spells. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he's off in another universe. That's right. Never to be seen or heard from again, which truly is the greatest tra- tragedy. Yeah. Who would want to do that to Nicholas Cage? And us. By the way... I heard he's going to retire soon. <laughs> I Nicholas Cage feels like the kind of guy who'll be like, I'm going to retire. And be like, I'm going to go back and do one more movie. Yeah. Like, how can he stop doing movies? I don't know. Like, like I, I mean that I fi- physically, I, here's the thing. I want, I want him to stop, Kevin, for like... 
15 or 20 years. Oh, man. And then I want him to come back and for an entire generation of youths not to know who he is. <laughs> then he comes back and does National Treasure 3. That's right. <laughs> Finally gets around to it. <laughs> the, the search for Bigfoot. <laughs> Bigfoot has stolen a Benjamin Franklin's kite. <laughs> I need to prove electricity isn't a myth. <laughs> uh, no one believes in electricity anymore, but my father did. <laughs> hey, if you like Nicolas Cage, tell him. Tell him. And if you liked our episode, uh, please tell us. tell us. And other people. And other people. Uh, please give us a rating, a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Or tell your friends. Yeah, uh, you can uh, get hold of us on Twitter. Uh, individually, I'm Astral Man K. Weir. I'm at Mighty Thews, and together we're at Third Space Cast. You can also send us an email to be thirdspacepodcast at gmail.com. You can check out our website, which includes more than just the 100 episodes, uh, at thirdspacepodcast.com. Uh, you can check out my book that is uh, Endless Hunger, and it's available on Amazon.com and .ca and on ebooks everywhere. And if you saw our live show, and you're listening to this one because you were inspired. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Which is actually coming out right after the live show. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It'll be next. Thanks for listening to us twice. <laughs> and hopefully more than twice. Yeah. I hope this one wasn't weird for you. I hope it was, but you liked it. Yeah. 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 I hope you got that big Jesus energy. Our theme song is Balrog Boogie by Diablo Swing Orchestra. Join us next week on The Third Space, where we perform a concert live, unplugged, with Rock Band. You have to get closer to hear it. It's very, it's very, very quiet, but trust me, it's good. Until then, you're a cool person who lives in a cool place. <laughs>